four of the Seven the Edge podcast. My name is Charles McDonald. You can find me on Twitter at Four Verts. Justice is currently driving. He sounds terrible. Say what's up, Justice. I would never do that. That's illegal. <laughs> I respect the law. Uh, yeah, so we have Justice on the phone today, and we are joined by our good friend, Erica Isola. Did I get that last name right? Close enough. All right. Uh, God damn it, Chuck. You do no homework for this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what we do around here. We don't have any plans. Uh, how are you doing today, Erica? Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Uh, doing well. Just uh, every time I look up on Twitter, I feel like I'm reminded by the Falcons blowing a 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl. And that's kind of related to why you're here today. So uh, <laughs> Erica works for EA Sports, and we're going to talk about Madden today. And I have a lot of suggestions for the game. A lot of silly, crazy suggestions that uh, we got from Twitter that we – or not that we got, that I got on Twitter and I asked for people to – give their most ridiculous <laughs> Madden 18 suggestion for Erica. So first off, let's start. Cover athlete, Tom Brady. Why did you do this to us? <laughs> well, you know, I'm first of all, disclaimer right here, I am a Jets fan. So I think a lot of you probably already know how I feel about Tom Brady, but you have to give credit where credit's due, and Tom Brady is probably the greatest football player uh well, greatest quarterback of all time, I think we could say, especially after the Super Bowl. Um, it was a huge get for us at EA for him to get on the cover of Madden. And uh, I think it's going to be pretty awesome to have him on the cover. It's a big groundbreaking um, year for us as well because we're transitioning to the Frostbite uh, engine, which is going to really improve the quality of the game and that sort of stuff. And um, a lot of really big things coming up for Madden. So why not go big with the cover? I know it kind of hurts your feelings a little bit, uh, and it kind of hurts mine, too. <laughs> but if you believe in the Madden curse, it's also a good thing, if you think about it. So that's what I've been telling myself. But I feel like with the... Do you, do you believe in the Madden curse? Like, do, pe- do people who work on the Madden game believe in the Madden curse? I low-key believe in the Madden curse. I, I think that there's definitely some parallels here. If you're a cover athlete and you know, bad things kind of happening to you, but then there have been a handful of guys to overcome that and reverse the curse. I think probably, I would say like three guys, but like off the top of my head, like Ray Lewis, probably Calvin Johnson, Odell, and uh, that's about it as far as who had good seasons after being on the cover of Madden, but everyone else... You know, so maybe you, you never know. That's that's my point. <laughs> but I feel like with the Madden curse for Brady, it's just too little too late. You know, you guys should have done this like 10 years ago before he got all this momentum going with his career. Tom Brady's never been a big endorsement deal guy, though. I mean, if you think about it, we really haven't seen a whole lot of him as far as like on commercials and that sort of stuff up until recently. Because he had that ad, I forgot, with... Was it like finish line or something like that? He had that ad with like you know making fun of Deflate Gate. I forgot which company oh, it was. I'm guessing. I don't remember. Yeah, was, I know. I don't was it finish? Yeah, I don't remember the company, but he had that ad making fun of Deflate Gate. And then the only other major endorsement deal that I could think of him doing is Uggs, and everyone made fun of him for it. So, <laughs> so he's he's never been a really big endorsement deal guy up until later in his career. So if I had to guess, I think that Tom Brady was just very 
focused on football and that sort of stuff and didn't really want to branch out into doing anything like that. He's not really your Peyton Manning type that you see him in every single commercial and so many different brands are endorsing him and that sort of stuff. And there are a lot of NFL players who legitimately believe in the Madden curse that they do not want to do the cover because they believe in the Madden curse. Um, so, I mean, Peyton Hillis, when he was on the cover of Madden, um, cause that was a fan vote back then. And oh, he agreed yeah. to be, he agreed to be on the cover of Madden and then he had a, just a horrible year the next year. And then he actually attributed his shitty season to the Madden curse. So, you know, there are guys that actually believe in it. So I, I can't say if, you know, I'm not sure what really took so long, but if I had to guess, you know, Tom Brady never really was a big, you know, endorsement type guy. So, so what, what made you guys move away from the fan vote and do this instead? I'm not yeah, really sure, to be honest. What's that? I said, yeah, it seems pretty fascist that you guys just decide for fans out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I, you know, I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I think that if you look at the fan vote covers, though, and if you see, like, who actually got, like, Peyton Hillis, for example, you know, do you really think that, I mean, I wasn't working with EA at the time, but I don't really think that he would have been a guy that would have actually been chosen to be on the cover. And sometimes fan votes can be not rigged, but just like, you know, just not really the best choice overall. Yeah. Um, it, you know, because cause off topic, but we could go look at like the NBA All-Star game. Zaza Pachulia almost got named a damn starter because <laughs> of the fan vote. So, so you can't really trust fan votes too much like at least this is just my opinion this obviously isn't disclaimer this isn't ea's opinion this is my opinion but i personally think that it's a little bit better to you know pick really the right guy who's going to represent your game and that sort of stuff and so with tom brady you know we have the goat edition coming out where you could actually play the game three days early before it comes out um we're calling it the goat edition and tom brady is the goat and so it kind of just goes with that and also you know with the game moving over to frostbite and you know we saw a little bit of hints at a story mode type thing so you know with with all of that you know we really want an epic guy on the front cover and so why not pick someone like brady <sighs> yeah i guess that, that that makes it that makes sense but i'm still just going to be nauseous every time that i, I they, they could have just put the scoreboard on the cover for the oh. super bowl i mean they could have just done that but <laughs> we were a lot nicer <laughs> <laughs> could have right. done like the Julian Edelman catch, you know. <laughs> so they could have just put Julio on Julio that Leo, that little uh, Julio tiptoe down the sideline. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. talk about this anymore because uh, I'm going to cry. But <laughs> that's the last thing I want you to do. <laughs> I know. Thank you. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, let's go through some of these suggestions that we crowdsourced on the internet, and I want to start oh, off geez. with mine. Now, okay, th- this is obviously reach and. It would have to make Madden a, ra- a rated M game, but I think that's the swing that we need to go to. You know, I think that needs to be the next <laughs> step for Madden 19 and, and moving on. So my first suggestion is I want to be able to take my player to the combine and fail a drug test. Wow. All right. I mean, how, how, how feasible is that in the next five years coming to Madden? I don't really think that the NFL would be too happy about that. <laughs> I don't really think that, uh, you know, because cause in fact, the NFL, um, I don't know if you remember, you know, this has nothing to do with drug tests or anything like that, but I don't know if you remember the older Madden games, like way back in the day when your player got hurt 
and then the ambulance would come on the field yeah. and like they would take them off and like they would show them like all like super injured and that sort of stuff and the the NFL was kind of like not down with that anymore and so we had to get rid of the ambulance and the stretcher and all that and you know so the the NFL you know they kind of don't like any controversy in the game um just and also the fact that we have to keep our game rated E for everyone uh so I don't really think that would be appropriate uh but you know, I think I think a lot of people would dig that idea, but I'm not sure if they would be too happy about that with the whole failing a drug test thing. <laughs> I, yeah, I just feel like we, we need to make it like Grand Theft Auto, but football, like on the side. <laughs> you know, like the, the, the main game, the main story mode needs to be stuff you do off the field. So I want to be like a college kid. And yeah, I'm, I'm an all-American <laughs> linebacker. I'm going to go to a party and smoke some weed and then uh, fail a drug test at the combine. Would you smoke the weed out of a gas mask, though? That's the real question. How high am I trying to get? Not that I know anything I mean... about drugs or anything. <laughs> disclaimer yeah, no, that. I don't know anything about. I don't know anything about that. I was just saying, like, you know, if you want to be like, uh, I'm drawing a blank, but the guy that the Larry Dolphins Tunsil? drafted. Yes, yes, and then just post a video of it on Twitter. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, yeah. See, that's yeah, what I, I want to do. I want. I want during an extort- the draft, Yeah, I want an extorted mode for. I wanted to get extorted during my draft process. Like I, I want yes. like a one in ten chance that that happens in the storyline. Yeah, right. like your your agent texts you, or like your financial advisor texts you, is like somebody just posted this on your Instagram feed, and you have to figure out who it is. Like a little mystery game too. Right, right. So pretty much football just being like on the side. Like maybe you can play football, but you can also go to the club and maybe shoot yourself in the leg. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> like All the right, Foxico mode for sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> We have a, a suggestion from our pal Christian at Football Rave. Ripping a player's chain off. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, we, can we make that happen? Like, can oh we have the GOAT God. edition? Can we have uh, an Akib Talib edition where you just rip people's chains off? I think that would be amazing. Um, we'll definitely have to get the animation for that and implement chains as far as player accessories go. But, you know, why not, right? Like... Because I, that's another thing I don't think the NFL would be too happy about, though. So it's like I'm going to pass the blame on them for that. That's fine. But I feel like they, <laughs> they, they have uh, like the animations where the, like the wide receivers and the DBs, like they're bickering back and forth with each other, right? So why not just take it the next step and it's like split second, press A to rip his chain off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would love that, and I would probably do that after every play, to be honest with you. Hell yeah. And then at the end of the day, at the end of the game, like you can see how much money you earn by by, by stealing all these people's chains and pawning them off, right? Or maybe like actually rack up fines. Another thing that I don't think the NFL would be too happy about. But yeah. <laughs> all right, next one from a uh, real suggestion from our pal at Ryan underscore Kieran. Return the vision cone. Is that possible? Like in the old games, the accuracy cone. Dude, the yeah, vision cone is garbage. No, I, you know, the that. vision cone was such hit or miss. That's, you know, some people loved it and some people absolutely hated it. Um, we, I think that they got rid of it simply because the general consensus of people didn't like it. And, you know, that's basically what it was. But, you know, it anything is possible. I just know that a lot of people weren't too happy about the vision cone. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, it was, it's so funny, like, in the old games when uh, you use Michael Vick and his cone was so small, like, you could barely see the field, and then Peyton ha- had the whole field lit up. Yeah, it's nuts, right? Uh, 
what was I about to say? Uh, okay, next suggestion from, uh, can't even read this guy's name, but can we get, uh, like, celebration penalties back in there? You remember on the old yep. NCAA games where you could, like, jump into the stands, you get a penalty if you went too hard? Yeah. Can we twerk? Can we get Antonio Brown twerking in the game? <laughs> I wish. It's another one of those things where, it, you know, the whole penalties for excessive celebration, you got to look at it two ways. Number one, the NFL actually fines people for that. And anything that they fine people for, I don't really think they'd be too pleased about us putting it in the game. And number two, it's not really a good user experience to get a penalty for that. I mean, I guess... Some people wouldn't be too happy like you do a badass celebration and then you have to take a penalty for it. But then again, like some people wouldn't care. But I think it's more of an issue of, you know, would the league be happy about this being in the game? You know, and so we kind of have to play by those rules. That's that's so weird, though, because I just remember when Antonio Brown got in trouble like that. uh, They advertised like like they showed they put his his twerking celebration everywhere like the NFL did and then <laughs> they find him for it too. So and he like, got, and he caught a fine for it. Yeah. yeah so. It's, it's a really interesting thing. I mean, I, I think that I obviously have to tread these waters lightly and I can't really bash anyone, you know, the league for doing what they do. But I, I did read somewhere that they're supposedly going to lighten up on these excessive celebration type penalties. So hopefully that happens. Cause I remember those days when the celebrations used to actually be good, and that was one of the most fun parts about watching touchdowns is, like, the amazing celebrations. And now it's, you know, I I remember reading, like, last year the NFL put out a video saying that they sent a video out to teams on how to appropriately celebrate a touchdown. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, what do you do? Like, oh, yeah, high five, bunch of the guys. Like, no, come on. But, um, no, I miss those days, like Ocho Cinco and... Man, like T.O., like going nuts after a touchdown. They would, yeah. I know. But I uh, we needed social media to be around when like T.O. was uh, doing all his stuff. Or when, who who pulled the uh, the cell phone out of the, was that Joe Horn back in the day who pulled the cell phone out of the goalpost and made a call after he scored a touchdown? I don't remember who it was, but I feel like that might have been an Ocho Cinco thing. I'm not, I'm not really sure. But then I remember T.O. like pulled a Sharpie out of his sock and like did the autograph one. And like there is so many good ones that the NFL finally, they decided to crack down on it. They didn't like it too much. So just take a game too seriously. Supposed to I know. Fun. I know. Um, what, what about, uh, so you know, on 2K, they have like the 2K17, they have like the uh, celebrities you can play as. Can we get celebrities in Madden? Like, could I have take off Quavo and Offset as my receivers in Atlanta? <laughs> that would be pretty cool, right? Um, I don't really want to talk about the other company, um, but, oh, okay. uh, but <laughs> the, they, Damn it, them, who shall, them who shall not be named. Um, but no, that would be so cool, right? Like if you could sign Quavo as a free agent quarterback. I, he was a really good quarterback in high school, right? Didn't he like win a state championship or something like that? Yeah, I think he did. And then it just, I, I, like he got recruited at high school, I think. And, yeah, uh, yeah. We know what happened next, I guess. <laughs> just became a, a rapper instead. Yeah. He was cooking up dope with an Uzi. Yeah. Or whatever he did. I got a question. We, we got to bring NCAA back. When's NCAA coming back? Man, we all want NCAA back. It's nuts. I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> I All I can say is anything can happen. And that pretty sure that every single person in the building at EA Sports wants NCAA football back. I could definitely say that. Um, It's just a matter of being able to 
negotiate the logistics of all of that happening. And, you know, things are obviously different now with the way we have to go about it. But you never know. That's all I can say. But we definitely want it to come back. I can tell you that much. I mean, it's... So why fun. not? I mean, that's that game was... I, I remember, I don't know about you guys, but that I liked NCAA more than I liked Madden. Oh, yeah, I same. used to used to play the dynasty mode and then I would go back and forth. I would export my draft class and then import my draft class into Madden as a franchise mode and then just play one year of franchise, go back one year of dynasty mode. It was the best. And then would like play as like the shittiest team in NCAA and then just try to recruit them into a powerhouse and see how long it would take for me to win a championship. I, I was kind of a nerd, but you know. Oh yeah, I usually <laughs> the same thing. And uh on the old ones, I think it was like the NCAA 06 with Reggie Bush on the cover. Uh, when your players could get like suspended for stuff they did off the field, like, or you, your player could have an academic violation, you have to decide if you want to suspend them for a game or two or not. And I would never ever suspend any of my players. So, <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? Wild <laughs> yeah, which is so that's kind of what I think we need to see in the next generation of sports games, you know, just kind of tell the NFL and the NBA to F off and. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Let's make it really super duper realistic. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't really think that we could just tell them to fuck <laughs> off. But well, but you know, I think I, I definitely, I miss NCAA so much. Though, I mean, I know a lot of people that still have their third gen consoles. They, they still kept them just so that they could play NCAA uh, fourteen. Like yeah, that's why. That's the, the game. That's the only reason I still have my uh, Xbox three sixty, so I can play that game from time to time. It's awesome. But I have an idea on how to get it back, and just running through some loopholes, right? So I'm big on getting the athletes paying all their money and stuff like that, but I'm bigger on having NCAA football back into my life. So. What we do is we make – we get all the teams or all the schools that we want to have in the game and then just fill it up with, like, random players. You know, like like they're supposed to be random back when the game was going, but really random this time. And then we just have all these nerds that sit on the Operation Sports forums and do the rosters, just have them go at the rosters, make it real life again, and then we have our NCAA back. How just, like, work? have them do the work? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, we would still have to, I believe, negotiate individual licensing deals with each school, and uh, so yeah. So I'm not, I'm not really sure how. Not that it's not feasible, but you know, like I said, anything could happen. Um, I I can't really. There, there's a lot of things that need to happen in order for NCAA to come back. But like I said, I can assure you that pretty much everyone wants it to come back. It's just a matter of how are we going to do this and you know, what, what are the next steps that, you know, need to be taken in order for that to be made real, so. What's your favorite feature on this new Madden that's coming up that you can talk about? That I can talk about? Yeah. I don't like <laughs> My favorite this... feature, well, I'll tell you what, my favorite feature is something that I can't talk about. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> how about that? How, how, how about that? Okay. I will we'll take that. How deep is this story mode going to be? Like, is it going to be... Like dialogue and stuff. Um, I I, I can't really <laughs> I can't really say. I'm sorry, guys. Wow. There's going to be a lot of information given out at EA Play though, which is in June, and I think everyone's going to be really happy about it. All right, Justice, get in here. Give us. I'm suggestion. in here. <laughs> Give a suggestion for uh, for Erica. Uh, 
we went through a lot of them. I have a question. How many how many starting quarterbacks does Colin Kaepernick bring over in this game? Damn. You know, I'm not really sure uh, because I don't do the ratings for Madden, but my good friend Dustin does. I'll have to ask him, but I can tell you this much, at least if it were up to me, I think he would he would be good enough to be a starter as far as OVR wise. I mean, it's shit at least on the Jets. Like, I don't even know. Like, Josh McCown is the best guy. Like, how do you feel yeah. about this Jets team? I mean, that roster is just abysmal. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Will that offense be able to score like two touchdowns a game? Um, two. That's that's kind of pushing it. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's pretty bad and. I have zero expectations this year. I think if the Jets win more than like four games, I would be shocked. It's the you know the talent is so bad, but at the same time, I see what they're doing. I know they're trying to tank and that sort of stuff, and they've they've been pretty open about the whole tank. Um, you know, it's they drafted you know just a bunch of core players this year, I guess uh, for major it's one of those i think they just went bpa every round i i know you guys were like talking about it on one of your episodes and um i know that i know chuck wasn't too you know he was very puzzled about the whole draft strategy of the jets but i saw what they were doing because you know when your team is that bad you pretty much just go bpa right and the offensive line class was pretty shitty so it's, yeah. it was one of those things where it was just like, all right, well, we had the worst secondary in the league, so let's get two really good safeties because both of them could probably start right now. Um, you know, and then just like all the other guys that they got, they did upgrade pretty much every position that they had at least. Um, you know, but I think they're just banking on the tank process and trying to copy, I guess, what the Titans did or something because they know that, you know, they're going to be bad for a while. One thing I was really happy about was that they didn't reach for a quarterback, per Mm -hmm. se. Um, I wasn't too fond of the quarterback class this year, even though I did like Mahomes a lot, and I did like, you know, Deshaun Watson, and I I like Kaiser, too. Um, But I hated Trubisky, and I heard a lot of rumblings that the Jets wanted Trubisky, and I was just, I was going to die if they would have taken Trubisky, and I was so glad when (laughs) when the Bears (laughs) traded. I was... I was so glad when that happened, and I was just like, you know, I'm glad that they're not taking a quarterback just to take one. I guess you know, if they, if you're, you have to take a guy if you really, you know, love that player. You know, that's when you actually take them. Um, I was a little surprised that we didn't go QB in the second round, just because Kaiser was available. But um, you know, it, uh, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, that. The Jets are pretty abysmal, uh, no doubt about it. It's, it's really it's really nothing new. But the, I guess the difference this year from the previous years is that the Jets, you know, at least with their fan base and in general, like they generally have high expectations because on paper they're always a pretty good team and they just kind of come up short. But this year on paper they're just a garbage team. So it's like there, there are no expectations, at least in my book. So, we should have some so, funny you know. bloopers from that team this year at least. Yeah, I don't know if anything could top the butt fumble, but we'll see. I mean, so. they, last year, I think it was last year, Josh McCown, he had like a helicopter hit in versus the Jets last year when he was on the Browns. Yeah, that was nuts. It was, yeah. So hopefully McCown, though, you know, the, the, I'm kind of happy we signed McCown, though, because, you know. Think about what you just said. No, well, listen, <laughs> listen. I would much rather have Josh McCown on my team than Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
I'll give him that. And if we're going to tank, if we're going to tank, then we'll do that, you know? And it's basically like if you have McCown on your team and you have him competing with Christian Hackenberg and all these other guys, and if Hackenberg can't beat out McCown, then you know that Christian Hackenberg is not your franchise quarterback. I think we already know that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't, I was not, put it this way, I wasn't happy at all when we drafted him last year. Um, and then I was also even more unhappy the fact that we didn't play him when we were completely out of the playoffs and they were playing Bryce Petty and, you know, I was just like, well, what do you, what do you want? But I guess they really wanted to stick to the fact that they wanted to give him a red shirt year. So if, like I said, if Hackenberg can't beat out McCown, then, then, you know, that he really sucks. But if he blows him out in training camp and actually wins a starting job, then, okay, cool. Well, Maybe you have something there. Do I think that we have something there? No. Do I hope that we do? Of course I do, but I don't see it happening. So I think the writing was on the wall when they wouldn't even let him play in the preseason last year until the last game. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. That I mean, was... the fact that yeah, the and then they had like a couple of anonymous um, coaches saying that he couldn't hit an ocean if he tried to throw the ball to like it was, it was bad <laughs> like he couldn't hit a body of water i'm like oh my god he really sucks doesn't he so <laughs> yeah he does yeah my, do, you my, think, uh, do you think todd Bowles will like see this year out because I, I mean i, I, I feel really... like everyone has everyone has low expectations for this jets team but the, the only thing like this usually doesn't happen in your third year you know what I, I mean? really hate Todd Bowles. Like, I am not a fan of Todd Bowles at all, honestly. I think that he has no backbone. You know, just, it was pretty evident last year. Just going how, to the heart. Well, you know, it was pretty evident last year. He was so loyal to Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I just didn't see it. I didn't see how or why. Um, you know, refusing to give Geno a fair shot was another thing that really pissed me off, because I still think that Geno Smith is probably better than any quarterback that we have on our roster right now. Um, you know, the Jets are quarterback killers, honestly. I really, truly believe that. They had a couple of guys that could have been solid players that completely just ruined, you know, their mental state to where they just, <laughs> they just like, like Geno Smith is an example. Shit, even, you could even say this about Mark Sanchez, that they just, the Jets completely ruined their mental state to where it was like you saw flashes in the beginning where like, Oh yeah, this guy could be a pretty solid NFL starter. And then it just went downhill and yeah, the jets just don't know what to do when they get a quarterback. Yeah. That's crazy. They went to two AFC championship games. And yeah. That, that was, was that offense with Sanchez. Really that, yeah. With Sanchez. Was that offense really ever that good? Or who was the running back the year? Thomas Jones, Thomas Jones. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they had Thomas Jones, and then for a while they had, like, you know, Santonio Holmes as a uh, receiver, and, uh, you know, they had Plaxico before that. But, you know, it really wasn't, like, a quality offense that the Jets ever had. They just always had a really good defense. But, you know, Mark Sanchez played some pretty good games in in the playoffs, like, during those runs. You know, he he actually showed a lot of promise in the sense of, like, wow, the Jets could actually – you know, he could actually be a pretty decent NFL starter, like not elite, nothing like that. But if you give him a good offense to work around, like, you know, he could be decent. And and it was, uh, I think that was when Peyton Manning became a, pre, a free agent. And then the Jets like pretty openly went after Peyton Manning while they had 
Mark Sanchez still, and you know this was after the AFC Championship. So that was kind of like almost like a slap in the face. I know it's Peyton Manning and that sort of stuff, but you're going after like a crippled Peyton Manning when you've been to two AFC Championships, and you know your quarterback's not really the problem per se. And I really think that that ruined him, you know, because now like look at him, he's just bouncing around from team to team. He's just happy being a third stringer, not doing anything, and you know that's pretty much it. And I expected a lot more from his career, to be honest with you, just seeing what he did with the Jets, and then now it's like, really, okay. Yeah, it but sucks. um, sucks. same thing, and same thing with Geno. You know, Geno Smith, like he showed a lot of promise when he was healthy and that sort of stuff, and then you know, just the fan base is the Jets fan base is just horrible. Like, we're t- just so impatient, and it's just bad. I have a take. Go for it. Geno Smith is the best quarterback on the Giants right now. Ooh. That's a hot take. Yeah, it's a very hot as, take. As a Geno truther, as a that's Geno a truther, flaming, I've thought about tweeting this several that's times. That's a flaming but I didn't want hot take. Damn. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. Did I don't you, know if you could. Man, Eli know. was really, really bad to close the season. Like in that yeah. in that playoff game, his passes were just dying against Green Bay. That was really yeah. Bad. Well, maybe that's why the Giants got him. Maybe they low key like kind of don't want to be like, oh yeah, you know, Eli's on a short leash. But maybe like they think that Eli's kind of like on a down trend of his career, and maybe they're figuring like, okay, well, we have a pretty good insurance policy with Geno, so maybe we could do that. And I don't know. That's that's a hot take though. I don't know if I would even go for it because I say some pretty hot takes. I don't know if I could say. I don't know if I would say that, but I truly believe that Geno Smith should be an NFL starter, and I truly believe that he did not get a fair shot with the Jets, and that he should have been the starter last year, and that he should have been the starter this year. But I think that he was so fucking over the Jets organization that he was like, "No, screw you guys. I don't want to be here anymore. I need a fresh start somewhere else." So. Yeah. He straight up got his jaw broken by a teammate <laughs> in the locker room. Yeah, like, for being a dickhead. <laughs> while he was, yeah, like, <laughs> man, that's so unfortunate. Because if you look at his numbers, I mean, I wrote a piece a while back. It was sometime last year. And, uh, like, if you look at the numbers, Geno Smith is a starting-level quarterback, at least yeah. before last year. I don't know what he did last year. Um, the issue is just he can't stay on the field, and right. uh, his teammate punched him in the face. Like, he really is. I'm I'm somewhat of a Geno Smith truther, uh, to some extent. I mean, I'm not going to tweet about it because my mentions will explode if I say that he's better than Eli. Um, but you should yeah, do it. I mean, just do it. Just do take it. The hit. You just say no. The thing is, I just take the hit, man. No, the I'll thing is, you. I think a lot of Jets fans would agree with you. No, man. Because <laughs> I tweeted that Michael Vick. I tweeted that Michael Vick was a better quarterback than Eli Eli Manning one time, and fucking Giants fans were in my mentions for a year. Oh man. Yeah, Giants fans get pretty passionate about Eli. They're super defensive. This the is thing the thing about too, Eli, so. the thing about Eli is that he's a pretty mediocre quarterback, but then he has like he has the big clutch gene, you know, like he actually plays up to, you know, the type of game. Like he won't play like shit in a big game typically, with the exception of last year's playoffs. But for the most part, he doesn't play like shit in big games. So it's kind of like hard to trash Eli for the player that he is, you know. But yeah, I don't. I man, if the, it was a smart move though, if you think about it, for the Giants to go get Geno, because if and when 
Eli starts playing like shit, well, at least they have him, you know? Yeah, yeah and they doubled down with uh, drafting Davis Webb, too. I wonder if they're... Because I, I don't think people realize that teams... Not not all teams keep three quarterbacks. Like, there are way more two-quarterback teams than three-quarterback teams. And they have three right now. So that that's right. an interesting thing to watch. And weren't the Giants do you think really that Eli? Do you think that Eli's kind of pissed about this too? The fact that they drafted Davis Webb and they signed Geno Smith. I don't know. I, I think he knows it's 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 almost over. I mean, really? He's what, like thirty seven, thirty five. He'll find he'll find work. He's got two Super Bowl rings. Yeah. And Archie Manning in his corner. Like that dude will find work if New if, uh, New York lets him go. That's fine. He'll yeah. be on oh, like yeah. Kurt Warner. He would get a huge He'll end up in Arizona like Kurt Warner and win another yeah. ring. Yeah, Eli is thirty six years old, so I I think he knows it's it's almost up. I, I just I always think it's so funny that the the quarterback to take down Brady and Belichick twice is Eli Manning, and to just like <laughs> the way he like the way he carries himself, the way he plays on the field, it's just so dopey, you know. And he was the one, right? He was the one to beat that team twice. It's nuts because Eli actually the probably the best thing about his game is the fact that he's just so clutch in those big moments. Like, he doesn't let that shit phase him. You know, with I hate to bring up the Super Bowl last year, but, I mean, the, the Falcons completely fell apart once, mm. once the Patriots had an opportunity to actually get back in the game. All the Falcons had to do was run the ball, and they just completely fell apart. And, you know... Uh, I'm sorry. I don't want to keep digging into old wounds, but like speak they, on it, <laughs> Eli. <laughs> but Eli, on the other hand, you know he doesn't fall apart in those type of big moments, and so that's what makes him a good quarterback is that you know that trait that he has. You know, as far as physical tools, though, he's pretty much average with the rest of them. He just doesn't. I feel like you know being a quarterback, you know, 99% of it is mental, and he has that at least. So. Yeah, he's like I said, he's dumb. He doesn't care. He'll throw an interception and be like, whatever. Right. Get another he's chance. a very Yeah. <laughs> and that's, but you know what though? That's kind of how Gino is. And that's what I noticed the way Gino played with the Jets. He did not let shit phase him. And I remember no. with Mark Sanchez, Mark Sanchez, that was his biggest problem. When he, you know, got into a funk, you would you would see him on the sideline and he would be all pouty and mopey and it would ruin him for the whole game. Gino never let stuff ruin him like that. He would always, you know, shake it off. He would be forgetful, come right back out. He didn't play conservative at all. He would keep slinging it, and, you know, he he played like that. So that's that's definitely something to watch out for. And I totally forgot about them drafting Davis Webb, so that's definitely something to watch out for. So we'll see. All right, I have a question for you. Go for it. What are the chances that we could get hooked up with a copy of Madden when it comes out. <laughs> I got you guys. Ooh, yes. I thought was, I was that gonna... easy? Or was that a lot easier than you thought? Or... Yeah, I, I thought I was going to have to play like some some uh, verbal gymnastics here and, and really have to convince you to do it. But Chuck does this with everyone. Chuck tried to get Steve Palazzolo to give him an account at Pro Football Focus that is worth like several thousand dollars. And he thought he, thought he was going to be able to get it with a conversation at like a bar one time. It's it pretty it. amazing how this guy did. He, did he it. did he get it or no? No, not Hell yet. No, they didn't no. Get it. not yet. But I I got close. See, because we we actually had a bet going into the Super Bowl. Because uh, I I told him that the Falcons were going to win. He's like, if they win, I'll give you an account. So uh, I was feeling Damn. pretty good. You know, I was blowing his phone up during the game, and then uh, 
I turned it off. <laughs> so you could blame you could probably blame him for the Falcons losing. He probably like you know, yeah, did like a like a curse or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't I got you guys. Don't worry. Sweet. Maybe we could even like get a extra copy for the fans of Setting the Edge and you know give away to a random follower or something like that. Oh hell yeah! Hell yeah! I like you're the best. You are the best. Thanks. <laughs> uh, anything else we need to speak about, or uh, should we let you go to your Mother Day activities? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I uh, I don't even know what I'm doing, by the way, for Mother's Day. I wasn't expecting anything because I'm technically not even a mom yet. Uh, but apparently, I'm doing something, so I, it should be exciting. So I'm not really sure what what the day has in store, but I hope you, did you guys go spend time with your mom? Or? Yes, I did. Made her breakfast this morning. Wow. Yeah, Charles, Charles had to drag me out of my mom's house so I can make this call, actually. That's why I'm in the car. Damn, that's horrible. You're like, you mom, out. I gotta go. Yeah, Charles had to drag me out. You called me no less than like five times when I told you you'd give me five minutes. You, because it took you more than, okay, well, we don't need to argue about that right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You guys are good sons. Yes, we are. Do <laughs> you have anything that you're working on or anything that people should know about before we uh, let you go? Yeah, absolutely, actually. Well, since we have Madden coming out uh, pretty soon, we also have NBA Live coming out as well. And I think NBA Live is going to really turn a lot of heads this year and surprise a lot of people. So be sure to keep an eye out for NBA Live. Uh, we have that coming out as well in the fall. Wait, hold up. More. M- NBA Live. Wait, 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 wait. Do we get big ball brand shoes in that? Oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. LeVar Ball, he'll probably want like billions of dollars just to have him in the game, right? No. Oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> no, I, I uh, you know, we'll we'll have a lot of really great features in NBA Live, and I think, like I said, I think it'll turn a lot of people's heads. Um, we've been working really hard on the gameplay and that sort of stuff for NBA Live, and I think that it's made a really big jump. Uh, we took a year off last year. Our last release was NBA Live 16, so we'll have 18 coming up. And uh, there'll be more information on at EA Play, which is uh, off the top of my head, I believe it's June 10th. So keep an eye out for that. And, uh, you know, always uh, now I got to be a little corporate here, but, you know, be sure to in the meantime, you got NBA Live Mobile and Madden Mobile to play to hold you over before the new titles come out. And uh, that's pretty much it's pretty much it. All right, Justice, anything you're working on that uh, you want to talk about? Are you doing the pass rushes every Friday, or is that not a thing anymore? No, I just dropped them all. Uh, I went over like the last decade of pass rushers and wrote about them on setting the edge and like compared athleticism things like that. So, if you want to go read that, read that. I think probably sometime in the next two weeks, I'll have an edge watch list uh, for this next this upcoming draft. Not the guys that I've seen, but like guys who statistically should be looked out for because NFL, like draft Twitter tries to dig on guys you know, five months out that they don't need to be watching at all because the NFL isn't interested in them. Um, and then I think I'm going to have a piece on basically what teams are going to regress based on their record in close games. And spoiler alert, the New York Giants are one of them. Um, they're probably mm. going to have a losing record this year. There you go. All right. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to conclude episode 24. I always forget by the time the show's over, but let's conclude episode 24 of Set in the Edge. Thank you to Erica for joining us. And we'll be back next week with somebody. We haven't figured it out yet because we're not organized. Oh, please, don't ask 
20 about 2018 prospects i don't care yet I'm, it's just not time for that so stop stop blowing that in my mentions all right see you guys next week